Hey guys, this is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. Happy Mardi Gras! Today is Fat Tuesday, and where I live, it's a big deal. They really take it seriously. Uh, not the religious aspect of it, although some do, as far as the, in, the night before the beginning of Lent, but they take it seriously um, in the sense of it's a time to party. <laughs> we, everybody around here seems to really enjoy the parties and um, festivals around my city and my part of the state. And like at a parade, which we're having uh, in a little while, I'm about to bring my daughter and her friend and some others to the parade later today. And like at a parade, you know, they throw things to you from the floats. It could be beads, candy, moon pies, little toys. You never know what's coming. It's kind of a mixed bag at the end of the parade and what all you've collected. And so this episode is like that. It's a mixed bag. I'm just going to talk about just a few things that are on my mind. I want to start with uh, pick, kind of pick up or add to what I talked about in the last episode about the first principle and being still. One thing, uh, it's a, just a, you can call it a trick or something. It's just something that I do that I picked up once in a self-hypnosis class, a course I had taken. Um, I don't necessarily utilize everything that they taught in the class, but I really liked this one centering technique that they taught and it helped me and still does. I still use it in a number of ways. So let me just tell you, let me describe it to you. If you want to do this with me right now, I'll give you a moment to get comfortable to lie down or sit down or just where you're standing. Don't do it while you're driving though. <laughs> okay, so here we go. First, just to notice, to help you notice the difference in how your body feels, I'm going to do uh, this first bit of it that I don't normally do now, but let's do this now. In front of you, just pick a spot, some point on the wall, somewhere in front of, uh, in your full view vision, what's right in front of you. Pick a point on the wall or a tree, something unmoving, and just lock in on that one thing. Really focus on it. You might notice your face is tensing up and your eyes are scrunching maybe. Maybe you're squinting. Maybe your brow is furrowed. Looking at this, trying to pull in all the details of this one little thing. To keep focused on it, pulling in everything you can about the, the details, that little spot, that little point. Notice how your body feels. Does it feel tense? Is it a little more rigid than normal? Is your face scrunched up? Do you feel tension in your face? Now, without moving your head or your eyes, just soften your focus. Just relax. Let your face relax. And your eyes, your eyelids, everything, all the muscles you're using to focus on that one point. Just let it all relax. Still keeping your eyes on that area, that spot. But now you're not focused on all the details. Your focus is softened, relaxed, still looking forward at that one spot. Start to notice what's around you, 
without moving your eyes or your head, in a relaxed way, just stay on that one area in front of you. And notice what's on your left. Notice what's on your right. And without moving your eyes or your head, don't fight it, just relax. Definitely blink. Don't try not to blink. <laughs> just stay on that area in front of you, softly focused on it, to where you're noticing uh, your awareness is moving to the sides of your vision, to the left and to the right, and above you and below you. And it forms a circle. And if you could see all the way around your head, it would be a sphere. It would be the spherical view of everything around you. And notice your body. Is it more relaxed now? Do you feel different in this moment than you did when you were really focusing on all the details of that one spot in front of you? Just stay relaxed. And you've, looked, you've noticed what's above you and below you and left and right. Just notice all of it all at once. This circular vision. Or spherical, if you could, you know, imagine it behind you. Seeing everything all around you. Just becoming aware of everything. And at this point is when I close my eyes, still feeling the awareness of everything around me. I move. I've already moved because I'm aware of the, the spherical view. And I'm not aware of me looking at it now. I'm now aware of this room that I'm in. And at this point, usually, I'm in the stillness. I slip right into it without having to force it or anything because I've been moved my awareness away from my body. And, I, and this whole time, did you at once think of any of your problems? Did you think about anything other than right now? Did you think about your past? Just memories or the future? Or were you completely presently now? focused on what is around you, letting your awareness move out from your body. So that's one thing that I use uh, to slip into the stillness. I noticed though, when I started doing it, that uh, it also is useful for me when I would, you know, we all, I talk about it, Neville talks about how to practice moving in imagination. And not necessarily, um, you know, moving into a state of wealth. I'm talking about just getting used to moving an imagination, like from one, be in one part of your house and move, put yourself in another room. And I found this useful, using my peripheral vision to really lock in my presence, to put me in that place, that other area. In the beginning, when I first started practicing, moving an imagination from one place to another. 
It was difficult. I could, I would focus on, I could picture one thing, you know, see the sink ahead of me, but everything else around me was black, just darkness. And it was, it was not, I wasn't really moving in imagination, putting myself in the, another room. I was imagining the sink <laughs> or a doorknob, but I wasn't in that new room or that other room. So I started using this technique uh, to do that. So let's say I'm in my bedroom, sitting on my bed. I close my eyes and I put myself in the middle of my kitchen. And I pick a spot in my kitchen. Maybe it's the kitchen sink. Any point, you could try this to pick a broom and Imagine yourself in that room and pick one thing in that room to look at. And still looking at that one thing, notice what's around you in your peripheral vision. For me, I could build my room. You know, I'm familiar with what's in my kitchen, so I can easily, I know where the refrigerator is and I can pull it up in imagination and see it in my peripheral vision as I'm looking at the sink. And as I'm standing there, I don't rush it. I just stand there in that room, in the kitchen, looking at the, the faucet, but being aware of the cabinets and the refrigerator, the counter and the oven, everything in my peripheral vision. And I do that when I imagine, move an imagination to other places, when I go to my parents' house or travel, or pick a spot on the globe and move in imagination. For me, and it gets easier and easier, but for me, it really helped in my imagining by stopping for a moment, just putting myself in the room and noticing without moving my eyes around, just picking one spot and noticing what's around me without staring. For me, it really puts me in that room. And it was a big help to me and I still enjoy doing it. I'll do it for practice too, just for fun. I'll just pick a place. And sometimes I'll look up pictures of places and then use those as a resource. Other times I'll just pick a spot on the globe and make up what's there. Because this is all what I'm talking about is just practicing moving in imagination. Now you can move in, in imagination. You can get, get quiet, get still, and you can actually move, leave your body behind and talk to people, visit other places. You can do it. Many people have. I've talked to many people. I've done it. But right now I'm just talking about the practice, moving in imagination. The more you practice with this, the easier it is, the more comfortable it is to move into any state, any desired state. You're comfortable with it. So maybe that peripheral vision technique, maybe that'll work for you. And just as a way to slip into the silence or to to get comfortable with moving your awareness out from your body and then back again. 
and then back out. Let me know if that works for you. I'd like to hear um, what you think of it, if it's useful for you or not. I enjoy it. I was reading. I haven't really read. Um, I've seen a few people talk about Walter Lanyon, and I haven't not read his books until recently. I picked up one of them. Uh, I think it's A Life More Abundant or The Life More Abundant or something like that. It's It's got life more and abundant in it. I should really have looked at the title before I started talking about it. But his language is different. He, he was born in the 1880s and passed away in 1967. He was 80. But most of his books were written in the 20s and 30s. Um, not this book. I think this book was actually written years later in 1950, I think. But it was just, I'm just, it was interesting to see his language. The things he said were very similar to Neville. I'll just give a couple of cool quotes. Uh, The blessings or the blessing goes to that one who does not need a sign. For the signs will follow. They will not proceed. I get caught up in that. Looking for signs, even when I don't think I'm looking for signs. Maybe you do too. I think we all do initially. We imagine something, and then we react to something on in the physical world. We react because it's counter to what we've imagined. I've done that often, so often, where I react, not negating what I've imagined, unless I continue to dwell in that state of lack. You know, get pulling myself right out of the desired state the state of my wish fulfilled. So you've imagined health, but you're still feeling pains or the latest scan from the doctor wasn't good. Doesn't mean you've not successfully planted that seed. Neville talks about it in so many ways. He talks about your imaginal act. It's, it's the, your faith in the imaginal act If you believe you planted the seed, then it's done. And everything that's happening past that, if you're continuing to dwell on the state, everything from that point on is part of the bridge of incident. Is how everything's working out. And you decide the meaning. You don't have to accept any any fact or anything the doctor tells you or the bank account tells you as final. You decide, only you decide if you assumed the feeling of your wish fulfilled, if you moved into the new state or not. You don't have to ask me or ask anybody online or any group. It is entirely up to you. Whatever you imagined that implied your wishes fulfilled, if you believe that was it for you, that's all you had to do, then that's all you have to do. Don't do what I did and you know, start doubting. Maybe that wasn't good enough. Maybe I didn't do the right scene. I don't know if it felt real enough. Your confidence in that imaginal act, your faith in it, 
If you believe you planted the seed, then trust that. Trust that you did it. Know that you did it. And that everything you're experiencing is part of the unfolding of that. And enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> and a, a lot of people talk about, oh, things could get worse. Things could get much worse before it gets better after you've imagined it. Well, stop assuming that. You can, I used to do that. I grew up like that. Well, things would get worse, you know. The devil starts to attack you more when your blessing's about to come. Bullcrap. That only happens if you believe that's how it has to happen. If you like the drama, the roller coaster feeling of, you know, you imagine something wonderful. Oh, here we go. The, the turns or the, the long, almost a steep dive, you know, almost straight down on a roller coaster before you can come back up. If you imagine that it has to be hard to get through, to survive it, you know, to get, get past the middle, then that's what it's going to be. But it doesn't have to be hard. And in saying that, it, I'm not saying that it's always that I imagine something or assume the feeling of that wish fulfilled. And then, oh, it's, you know, milk and Oreos for the rest of the day. It's so easy. No, but I'm not assuming, I don't start off assuming that it's going to be hard, that it has to be a struggle. When I did imagine that, that, oh, it's going to get tougher because that's the way it goes. You can't, it has to be an up and a down and, a, you know, you have to fight. And that's what I experienced, that it, more intense pressure and more stress. Oh, it's, but it's got to, this is the way it's got to be because if other people online have said it gets harder before it gets better. No. Only if you buy into that. Remember, you and you alone give meaning to all of the events in your life. If you don't like how something is, or you don't like how you reacted to something, revise it. Revise it right then, or when it pops in your mind. If you know you planted the seed, and you might be asking, well, how do I know if I planted the seed? Decide that you planted the seed. Decide. Did you? Yes, I did, Mike. Okay. You got it. Continue to remain in that state. Persist. And every time you notice that you're not in that state, and you know immediately if you're not in that state, by what your thoughts are, what your reactions are. That, for me, is the quickest indicator. When I take a moment, what am I thinking? How am I reacting? Why am I re reacting? Why am I tense? If I were in the state of my wish fulfilled, would I be upset about this? No, this particular thing would not be a problem. Oh. Let me get back into state, back into the state of my wish fulfilled. You decide what that feels like. I can't tell you what a state feels like. I have some weird states, man. <laughs> my feeling twisty state or my or absurdly irrational state or loving father, loving husband. 
Anyway, only you can decide what state to move into. And you, and only you, define what that is. There's infinite number of states. A wealthy state for you is different than a wealthy state for me. So it's really completely up to you. What state would you like to be in? What would you like to be? And ask yourself, well, what does that state involve? How would I see the world from that state? How would I react to things in that state? How would people see me in that state? You get to decide. It's all up to you. And your confidence in yourself is all that matters, not what I tell you or any teacher online. You have every bit of, uh, that's not what I wanted to say, you have all the power you need. You have always had all the power. And everything you want in life is already there. Everything is already there. You just select it. Select the state and move into it. I want to end this. My daughter is waving at me. She's ready to go to the parade. So I want to end with this. Uh, I've mentioned the Jill Noel YouTube channel, and she has some great lessons on there, uh, really cool insights. And she made for me um, what she calls a blessings vessel. And it's a beautiful box. And in it, she used, uh, she spent a lot of time on this. She went through Neville's books and pulled quotes from the book. And then she reworked some of them and kind of custom made it for me. And each day I pull a little slip of paper from this blessings vessel and it's got a quote uh, from Neville or something similar to Neville on it. And I love it. So I want to share this one with you today. If I want to know what tomorrow will look like, I will pay attention to how I feel today. How do you feel today? From what state are you viewing the world? I love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty.